0: Well hello and welcome everybody back to The Daily Brew, day 44 on the devotional journey where every day we drink a new brew of coffee, unless it's tea week, and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. Today I'm excited because we continue on our journey through tea week. And before I tell you what we're drinking today, let's have a look at our verses of scripture. We're going to be checking out Proverbs 4, 20 to 27, Matthew 27, 45 to 66, and Exodus 13, 1 to 14, 31. That is our scripture for today. It's in the description on every platform as always. Let's talk teas today. And in the middle of tea week, well, I suppose we're really only at the beginning, we're going to have some jasmine green people from Chinui. This is the Chinui jasmine green. This is what it says on the back. Let's have a quick look at this. Scented with sweet jasmine flowers, this beautiful green tea Tastes of summer, nice. Blended from delicate leaves of the Sri Lankan Hills, the honey-colored brew is gentle and non-astringent. Good, good, well I like a non-astringent tea. Whatever astringent is, it's not this. Uh, So let's give this a try today. I have not tried this before. This is my first time trying this. Let's give it a go. I'm not normally a green tea fan. Yeah, oh, it smells lovely. I'll give it. I'll give it that much. If it taste doesn't taste good, it smells good. Let's give it a quick. Let's give it a quick slurp. Um, it tastes like someone squirted perfume in my mouth. That's what it tastes like, and then aftertones of dirt and ground, which is the green tea. So I think really, it's captured everything that you want: you, the jasmine, the perfume, and then also. The green tea I don't understand why green tea is, is, is a popular drink I understand the health benefits detox cleansing all that gear but it really just doesn't float my goat I tell you that much it's it's really not it's not good I know this is gonna upset some people but hey it's fine I'll pray a blessing on you jasmine green not, not I'm not a big fan of it uh, but if you are let me know in the comments how wrong I am I'd love to love to hear that from you uh, I'm gonna move on from the tea because I don't really have much to say about it other than it is the honey. The one thing it's got going for it, two things it's got. It smells good and it looks like honey. That's what it says on the box. Let's move on, though, and get away from teas. Let's get into the Bible. One thing that makes our relationship to God different to many other gods, small g, on the face of the earth, is that he invites us to a relationship that involves cooperation with him. How good was it when you were a kid and you got to help your dad out in the backyard? I don't know if you ever got this opportunity, but I remember being four or five and dad's building a deck outside and I have the important job, the important job of holding the hammer. Not to use it, not to use it, just to hold it until dad needed it, right? If you were lucky, you got the even further improved job, holding the nails. (laughs) Now, the reason why this is more complex is because nails are more fiddly harder to hold. Now, the reality is, is that growing up, you know, as a little kid, you don't do much of the actual work yourself. You leave it up to your dad and you do a lot of holding, but it's fine. I didn't care because I got to be a part of it, right? You know, the truth is, is that working with God is similar. God invites us to work with him. He delights in working together for our good. And the problem is you and I, as humans, we get so focused on our part that we play When we were kids, though, it didn't really matter, did it? It didn't really matter because it was all about the bigger picture. We get to help our dad build the bigger picture. And today, I want to help us get back to bigger picture thinking and remember that God is a good God who invites us to work with him. I've been dominating the walking recently. Don't want to brag, but I have been dominating the walking. I've been carving it up. Every day, the walks, or every some days of the week, I've been walking, okay? Uh, And if it's sunny outside, I love walking. And if it's wet, I try and get to the gym and do a treadmill walk. The truth is, is that our God, He's not static. He is always moving and always advancing. The reason I was bragging about my walking is because our journey with Jesus is often referred to as a walk as well. We say things in our faith, like in our walk with God, you know, we're like, I'm doing well in my walk with God. Or I might ask you a question, how are you doing in your walk with God? And this is because our relationship with God, it's not static. He, As he moves, we need to move as well. And like any walk, there are some components that we have to consider to make sure it's successful. Sure, okay, I walked into a lamppost. And some of you, you already knew that. And if you didn't know that, I walked into a lamppost as a teenager, okay? And the reason why, it's embarrassing. Why did you bring it up? Uh, it's, It's embarrassing. Okay, in our walk with God, to avoid the lampposts, we have to pay attention. That was my problem. I didn't pay attention to what was ahead of me and I hit the corner of a concrete lamppost. In our walk with God, we need to make sure that we pay attention, we walk with wisdom and avoid the concrete lampposts. So here are some thoughts on how we can walk with wisdom, okay? And then the first way is in our thoughts. Believe it or not, you can choose what you think about. Your brain is your own. The life we lead will flow from our heart. And what you think affects what you believe. What you believe affects what you do, and what you do affects your end destination. Here in Proverbs, we're told to guard our hearts above all else, because this leads to life and health. So be careful what you allow to dwell in your heart and in your mind. The second thing is our words. Our words are so powerful. They're much more powerful than I think we actually give them credit. Proverbs talks about putting away perversity from our mouths and to keep corrupt talk from our lips. Our words shape the world we live in. So watch your words and use them wisely. The third thing is our sight. We need to guard our eyes. Jesus warned us to be careful about not looking at the wrong things because the wrong things fill our bodies with darkness. Now, I I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm going to talk about pornography and sex. And you're right, because we've got to be careful about pornography and sexuality getting into our hearts and into our minds. But this is not just true of pornography and sex and impure and, and things. We also have to be careful of the things that distract us from God. Money, houses, opportunities, even our own dreams can distract us from God. What we look at is where we head. And Proverbs tells us to fix our eyes straight ahead. In other words to get Jesus at the center and to fix your focus on him. In Matthew today, we see in the first of our four Gospels, the story of Jesus's death and burial. And I've said it every single time we've talked about it, but it amazes me what Jesus went through so that we could enjoy the presence of God as people. It's See, without him, we have no Holy Spirit. And it's with the power of the Holy Spirit that we live in cooperation with God. Without Jesus, we have no access to the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage you today. Jesus was abandoned so that you and I could be accepted, right? He was literally abandoned by everyone, including God, while he was on the cross. In agony, he cries out, why have you forsaken me? And we know God had left him because he had the whole sin of all of humanity on his shoulders. And God and a little bit of sin can't mix, let alone a whole lot of sin. Jesus here, he's taken our suffering fully on himself. And this is God's solution. God's solution is is that his son would suffer so that we don't have to. I love that the power of Jesus' sacrifice for us tore the temple curtain in two. The temple curtain held back humanity from being able to access the power of the Holy Spirit. See, it's in Jesus' sacrifice after his last breath that the earth began to shake, right? The earth shook and the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom. Notice it's from top to bottom, not uh, bottom to top. And this shows us that it's God's doing, not man's. If it was torn from the bottom, man could have torn it, but God, he tears it from the top to the bottom. Now, because of this, we can experience the intimate relationship that God intended for us in the beginning. In Exodus, we see more foreshadowing of Jesus and what he would do for us on the cross. In Matthew, we saw that the temple curtain was torn in two. And in Exodus, we see that God, he tears the sea open. He splits the sea for the Israelites. All through Exodus, we see that God is in the business of setting his people free. He leads his people to freedom. And that's what God does. That's what he's all about, freedom. It's interesting to me that the journey that the Israelites went on went for as long as it did. Have you ever read that and gone, geez, 40 years in the wilderness? How big was that wilderness? The reality is, is that most scholars agree it should have only taken 11 days. But it took them 40 years, 40 years to get from where they were to where God wanted them to be in the promised land. Man, God knew, the reason why they went on this journey is that God knew that they were they had to learn some stuff to be able to handle what they were gonna face in the promised land. He knew that at their current state, they, they wouldn't be able to. And so he took them on the journey. And I pray that in my life, it doesn't take me as long as 40 years to learn what I need to learn so that I can enter into what God has for me. The encouragement though, is while it took 40 years, God didn't leave them alone in the wilderness. God walked with them. God led them whether it was by cloud in the day or fire by night, God led them through the wilderness. So what was the lesson that the Israelites had to learn? Well, maybe it wasn't just one lesson. Maybe it was multiple lessons. But I think the main lesson they had to learn was to be totally reliant on God's strength and his guidance. They didn't ever go all in. Notice that? They always second-guessed. They always complained. They always weren't quite sure. In fact, there was moments where they longed for the days of oppression instead of rejoicing in the days of freedom. Man, it's crazy. They didn't go all in on God, even though God had gone all in on them. If we're going to be people who walk with God into what He has intended for us, let's make sure we can get to the point where we totally rely on God's strength and His guidance and not our own verse of the day yes super sneaky extra bonus verse at the end that we have a look at proverbs 4 27 is what we're reading today do not turn to the right or to the left keep your foot from evil see just like when you go on a walk you don't walk spastically from the left to the right to the left to the right you walk in a straight line or you try to anyway right the reason why is because if you go left right left right left right you might cause damage to yourself or others and maybe even hit a lamppost okay so just be careful when you're out there walk straight be encouraged, don't turn to the left or to your right, put your foot from evil, keep in step with the Lord, follow his guidance, and avoid the lampposts. Yes, I'm still hurt about the lamppost. It hurts to talk about it, okay? That is it for today, The Daily Brew, done and dusted, day 44. Thank you so much for joining me on another day. We're so close to 50, by the way. I'm praying God is speaking to you as much as he is to me as we pull these scriptures apart and we see what god is speaking to us about hey tomorrow we continue on our journey day 45 tomorrow with a brand new tea and some more scripture if you haven't done so already on our audio podcast platforms please make sure you follow and rate the podcast and if you're on youtube subscribe to the channel and click the bell so you never miss a devotional until tomorrow though have a great rest of the day if it's the start of the day for you unless it's sleep time good night and we'll see you tomorrow back here for another day of the daily brew see you soon